0: Alright, peace. Welcome back to another episode of The Real Revenue Show, a show about business concepts to help you grow and scale any business model. I am your co-host, Malcolm Bowser. This is other co-host, Andre Trust, and we thank you for coming back. So um, this week, we're going to talk about a couple of different things, mainly about how to navigate business when necessarily you're doing things or you're being pulled in different directions, which seems like a good idea to other people as far as uh, growing your revenue and things like that, but don't necessarily align with actually what you do, right? So before we even get started, I want to start something to kind of drive home the point that uh, Andre and I actually are business owners and we have day-to-day things that we do, that we actually do in business. So I'm gonna ask Andre how
1: his week, or how his previous week went, uh, with his businesses. Okay, gotcha. You know what's crazy, bro? Is like every time I try to keep like a journal of like things that work and things that don't work.
2: Yeah.
1: Because right. like I feel you owe it to yourself and all of the people that you're gonna be in contact with, or all the people that's gonna work for you, or that you're gonna have relationships with. You owe them the information that you have. Right. I try to collect all of this, and one of my founding principles, bro, like. I don't ever lower my prices ever (laughs) like just ever like and it's and it's not to be rude or anything like that but a a lot of my business are commission structure business Mm -hmm. right so i'm not going to compete and fight right it's either you need my service you would like my service you've heard good things about us and you're gonna utilize that service or you're not going to right and and it's not going to be a race to the bottom that's where a lot of entrepreneurs make mistakes at they allow it to be a race to the bottom I'm not going to allow it to be a race to the bottom because I have employees, I have staff, I have people that I have to take care of. So why would I have it be a race to the bottom that just cuts into their bottom lines and all of the money that they're expecting to make? So this past week, man, I had a a past client reach out to me um, and I have systems in place and funnels in place, but he knows me. So he reached out to me directly. Right. He's like, hey, what's going on, bro? You know, I'm getting ready to sell my house, things like that. I'm like, all right, cool, man. No, no worries. You know, I don't really. Do the real estate, but I'll hand you off, mm-hmm. um, you know, to, to one of my, you know, one of the people on my team, they'll, they'll take care of you, get everything organized. And then he gives me like demands. And I was like, okay, let, let me hear him out. He goes, hey man, I know your percent is 6%, mm-hmm. but you know, with this market going on, man, we're going to do it for 2% and I'm not paying any other other fees. You got to get somebody else to pay that. And I said, okay, cool. I completely understand, brother. I hope you, you know, I wish you the best of luck. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, I I hope you find somebody else. And he was just very, like, taken back by that concept in the sense of, like, wait, what? Like, yeah, bro, I'm not about to sully my name or my business. I know what my team does. Mm -hmm. We got you that house in the first place and you made $60,000 off of that deal. So if you're not going to respect the fact that we know what we're doing and we're able to perform in that role then we don't need to be working together because the more and more you allow people to just itch away at the armor or basically just chink at the armor, it allows that race to the bottom. And I'm just not going to do it because now if my original deal is 6%, right? Right. and I take the 2% in order to make what we would make off one deal, I now have to do three deals versus the one I'd rather just, but that one deal is going to take a lot of energy, time, effort. Somebody has to do that. It's not going to be me, but somebody has to do it. So that then puts us in a predicament to work three times harder, versus just being like, hey, man, now we're good to go. And then we just go find one client. Mm -hmm. Versus how now having to find three, because everybody's on a race to the bottom. So I have to reinforce that this week and kind of stress that like, hey, we don't we don't ever race to the bottom, and I will never do so. And it's not a pride thing. But it's 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 one of those situations where as a business owner, the more and more you believe in your business and the more and more your company makes as a product of how well you're doing your business, right. it's a confidence thing. I'm just not gonna allow you to take anything from our confidence at all. Like You're not gonna knock us down a peg or try to do X, Y, and Z or try to shop us or try to make us fight. I won't do it. You can go do somebody else who doesn't respect their own business or doesn't respect what they're doing. I respect what I'm doing. I respect my employees. I'm not gonna have them work three times as hard for three times less pay. Right.
0: No way. Yeah, I, I totally feel you on that, and, and that's some 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 audacity. I respect it too.
1: <laughs> I got I, I
0: gotta respect this gangster. That was that was tough. Yeah. So, uh, this week for us, uh, this was well, last week rather. That was our first full week in our new office space. We're still getting some things uh, that are trickling in. Uh, we're putting mm-hmm. up soundproofing and things like that, so you don't really hear echo when we do like our shows. But other than that, it was really, really productive because I don't know, we we just seem like more locked in that we're in an actual space now. But <laughs> um, you know, and this week, well, last week we also came up with a, um a, a marketing plan to actually push more people to our membership site. And okay. also, like, really, really knee deep into creating our first digital product, which I am excited about.
1: I'm excited for that as well. Yeah, like I'm yeah. very excited for that. You, you know, I'm jumping on that YouTuber. That, that, that uh, matter of fact, let me let me not even talk too much. I don't even know if you're ready for them to have that yet. Yeah, man.
0: So, like, <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm ready for that soon. And we, and I don't know. I, like I, I spoke about this on, you know, before on my Instagram, but. Now I don't listen to I don't really listen to music anymore during my commute. I just listen to like audio and things like that. So I was listening to like Grant Cardone, and he had me ready to just flip something. Like I was ready to just like every deadline I had, I shortened it by a month. I'm like, now nah, we could do that in a month. You know what I mean? This
1: is this is this is seller be sold or ten x. No, this is
0: uh uh be obsessed, be obsessed. Okay, 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 got gotcha. you. Yeah, and like I'm, like I said, like I'm. With, with the productivity management that you uh, you went over last week and just you know my mind stating things, I'm seeing where I can cut down time in production and things like that and, and in editing videos or social media posts. I'm seeing where I can cut down time. and I'm like, yo, we can realistically cut these deadlines down we have for two months down to one month. Like we can get that done this month. And you know now it's just getting everybody on board, and everybody seems to be on board. But one of the things I will tell people is to understand: if you have a team, if you work with your family, you have employees, you have a team, understand who those people are. Meaning, uh we took uh disc assessments. You are familiar with disc assessments, right, Dre? Yes. Right. So we took disc assessments, and. Uh, My disassessment. I was like the uh, air traffic controller, meaning like I'm really not by the book, but I'm really trying to keep everybody grounded, like make sure everything is organized in the way. Uh, My stepmom, she's like the, uh, I think she was the flight attendant, meaning like she's great with customer service, helping other people, assisting people and things like that. My pops is the pilot, meaning he just sees the destination. He doesn't care how we get there. He just sees the destination. So it's okay. you know, times last week, and this is uh, about staying focused. This is times last week where he has these great ideas, but realistically, if we have these plans already in motion, and things already on the track, those plans have to wait for three or four months. You get what I'm saying? And we have to be okay with it. And you have to get your team to be okay with that. So that when I mean like knowing who your your teammates are and your and your employees are, when my pops tells me an idea that he has. I understand that, like he he wants to do it, but like it, he knows that yes. it's far off sometimes, and I just can't mm-hmm. be, you know, overwhelmed by it because I know I have a job to do it right now. You know what I
1: mean? Gotcha. So, so that's something you know, I, I, that that's definitely something that I've seen before, like a lot, yeah. especially in our role. So I one thousand percent agree with you because for ours, um, we have the uh visionary and implement implementer. All right, so I'm the visionary, and my partner is the implementer. Yeah, like I, I always reference him. I always you'll hear me. We'll probably have him on one of these shows, mm-hmm. um. But like you know, it, it's hey Andre, what what's the idea? And he just makes it pop out of nowhere, out of thin air. It's right. it's ridiculous to me. I don't argue it. I don't question it. Right. I just understand that we have different roles. Um, I run finances and the vision of where things go, mm-hmm. and he just gets it. Done. I mean, at an unbelievably high level that I can't even imagine. So, well, I definitely understand where you're coming from. Before we get started, how do you balance those two roles? Like the visionary thing. Like I want
0: to get this done, but you still control the finances, meaning you still have a real look at the books. Meaning, okay, like I want to do this, but we don't have the real budget to to get that done right now. So, how do you balance that?
1: You know, what's funny, bro? I realized that finances controls the vision. That was it took me a while to really get that because I used to just be completely our finances. We'd come up with ideas and I would kind of, you know, I have like a a box. I always joke that, you know, our office is the graveyard for for a lot of markers. But like literally like our whiteboard is always filled because we're always strategizing. Mm. So but it wasn't until I realized that you cannot execute the plan without the finances to execute the plan so in order to be in tune with the vision then you got to be in tune with the money that the company's making so it only makes sense that if i'm propelling or thinking about the future of the company that i would be the one that's also in charge of the finances granted i have a background in money um you know with with quantitative economics and stuff like that it's heavily economics and money so but also on top of that it just makes logical sense that if we're going to try to get a building downtown it's like the next plan is like the dude who controls like the the, the understanding of where the money is going right. would be the one that puts that into, into action. Right. And then the implementer would actually execute the steps necessary to get there. And it's crucial for both people to be in step because one can't happen without the other. Mm-hmm. That's what got me. is like, you know, he's not doing things without me. I'm not doing things without him because we're working in unison and we allow each other to be engulfed in our roles, which makes us better.
0: That's tough. That's tough. <laughs> so let's get started, right? So we're talking about... Um, you know sometimes where your business and we talk about like new ideas and things like that, new visions, but sometimes that doesn't really- al- uh, align with what your business does. Can you tell me about a time where you were offered uh like a new product or something offered to sell a new product offered to 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 implement a new plan that didn't really align with what you were doing, but you still tried it anyway
1: okay, gotcha so a lot of times people really misunderstand a vision to a company Mm. right people kind of go into business and i was talking to my partner about this earlier people kind of just go into business for themselves right not understanding that you're not really in in business until you have certain systems in place right right so when you're self-employed which is the same thing as a side hustle to me right you get into a space where money becomes the objective not the mission right so money is now the goal the mission isn't the goal Mm. right which is the mission should be time control um understanding your finances uh being able to get all of your time back as a currency that's the goal Mm. but when you're fending for yourself and you need that money to come in it becomes a matter of oh well we need the dollars so we're going to do what the dollars you know kind of adjust Mm. so my way of combating that is I always recommend you will hear every single thing on the face of the planet earth. I do not ever recommend quitting your job until, <laughs> until like, until you're, you're, you're solidified. Right. I have a model that I actually tell um, entrepreneurs when they're getting ready and they're like, Hey, I'm going to quit my job. I'm like, Whoa, 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 Don't quit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Your job should be your first investor. Right? Because if you're logging 40 hours a week for your job, that's 160 hours a month mm-hmm. seven hundred and twenty hours in a month. 720 minus the 160. You have plenty of time left over (laughs) to to do something different. So by allowing yourself to not be on a financial crunch, it allows you to stay on target to then move up the ranks of what's difference between self-employment and business and being like a true businessman or woman. There's, you know, stages and levels to it. So allowing yourself to be in that state of not being financially burdened is very important because if you're financially burdened, your natural instinct is going to be survival. So, so when somebody... So when somebody... <laughs> I don't
0: realize, I was about to say, uh, that the brain only has really two functions, is to survive and to thrive. So if, you know, if you're, if you're a strapping entrepreneur, you just start now, and you have really no capital, anything will sound like a good idea
1: because it can, like, lead to some money. That That's 1,000% in fact. Yeah. And I've noticed that a million, I mean, we've helped so much. Cause I told you I've, I've been over the past three years. I've just been building up my testimonials. So I've worked with hundreds of entrepreneurs nonstop just to kind of, all right, is, is the stuff that I'm teaching working before I bring it to market before I'm like, Hey, I want somebody to pay for it. Does this actually work? Let's get some, you know, once again, coming from, you know, quant econ is data sets. Right. So I was trying to get as much of a data set as possible to be like, okay. And every single time, you know, I notice that a business comes in under financial pressure, they fail. Right, and it's not, and it's not like, you know, super financial stressors. It's just like, ah, oh, like I don't have the runway in order to, because business is all about the, the time runway that you have. Mm-hmm. All, every business is essentially the amount of time and consistency to make it happen. That's it. Time and consistency, consistency to make it happen. So if you don't have time, then you're not going to be able to be consistent and you're not able to be consistent. Your business won't make money, which would then put you in a predicament to financially be like, Oh, I don't know what to do. Now it's like, okay, where can I get money from at all? Well, this company wants me, you know, to sell tobacco. I, I don't sell tobacco, but right, right. Hey, it's going to give me a check. So I'm gonna sell the tobacco. Or I'm going to do X and it's no knock to anybody who's tobaccos is no, first thing that came to mind. my mind, yeah. <laughs> you know? So that's one of those portions that, you know, I get really like, Adamant about is make sure that you have a financial runway, and it doesn't necessarily need to be monetary runway, because you can you can go live at with your parents or live with your buddy or live somewhere where you can be consistent for at least six months. Right. All right. So that that financial pressure doesn't you know burden you down and get to you.
0: Right. When we were starting <laughs> out, uh, and we started out like you know on YouTube, we had a blog first, right. we, then we started on YouTube and people who are, are familiar with the channel we started out doing a bunch of different types of content and sometimes it was just straight interview based sometimes <laughs> we were out on like location interviewing people and things like that and then we kind of like zoned in on the podcast format and i see that a lot with you know people who are starting now they throw a lot of things at the wall just seeing what sticks and not knocking at it, that that I think that's necessary for a lot of for a lot of different businesses yeah. starting out. But I think there needs to be a singular focus at some point. And mm-hmm. even like last year during the pandemic when people were kind of just more scrambling even more, we kind of doubled down on our efforts and said, okay, we're going to do two shows a week now instead so of one. We were doing one show for like two years straight. One show for like two years straight. And then we just said, all right, let's just go two shows a week now. You know what I mean? And... During that time, uh, you know, we've gotten approached by different people for different opportunities, and some of them we took, and then looking back, it was just like, this is not our business. This is not what we do, and this just doesn't align with our brand. And I felt like the longer we did it, the more it was just kind of hurting our morale as a as a company and as just a team. You know what I mean? When you don't do things that just align with what you Mm-hmm. original goal is and you have to know that original goal as well. That's something... So
1: so I have a question for you then, right? Yeah. So as you were going through that, you said that you and your team started taking things. What made you realize that it wasn't for you and that those opportunities weren't... They weren't good for you?
0: So uh, I think... Uh, to be honest with you, I think we knew off-rip. Like, okay, we don't do this, but it could be... It could be beneficial. But... Yeah. Uh, the great thing about uh uh social media and being on YouTube, your community will let you know, right? They they will definitely let you know, and they're not they're not yeah. shy about it either. So <laughs> um, you know, we were you know, we were doing some things and somebody from our community, somebody from our audience that watches all the time, it's like listen, I watch you guys religiously, and I really just don't understand this. Like, this is not okay. your and it seems forced. And when when we got you know when we got that you're not supposed to take every piece of criticism you're supposed to you know because sometimes it, it, it's people that don't understand your business don't understand your model don't understand yeah. what you kind of do so you know those you kind of just cast out but the people who understand and really are fans of what you do or like real hardcore customers of what you do you should take some heat to that and. What that did for us, that forced us to kind of step back and really just be honest with ourselves. Like, okay, we know this is not what we do. We know this is like a reach for us, and what kind yeah. of pushed that over the edge was the the what we were doing just started getting a little taxing on our time. It started taking away from our main objective anyway. So gotcha, was no brain at that point.
1: Okay, that that definitely makes sense then, because that's uh, I've been approached a few times on a few things, and because we know exactly where we're trying to go, it's like nah, I'm good. Yeah, that's way easier too because we've gotten approached by um, by major brands.
0: Like I, I hit I hit you up about one, and mm-hmm. at the moment it seemed
1: great. And and that was and and just to let the audience know it was a major one. We won't say the name obviously yeah, for yeah, for certain reasons, but like, but it, but it was a. <laughs> Definitely, to be
0: well now. And then it was just kind of like, not right now. And that's another thing too. You have to know when um, it's, it just isn't the right time. Because even like I'm, I'm looking back, that was a little bit before we even started our continuity product, which is our membership, which has been a blessing to, which has like really been a blessing. And it's mm-hmm. really helped our business grow even more. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Yes. So, um, I wanted to know. Oh, well, I guess my my question is like, how? And this is just, just this is just, um, your definition, right? Okay. Um, how when you see uh when you see an entrepreneur, you see an up and start, you know, entrepreneur. How do you know this person has a business or this person has a side hustle? Got
1: you. Got you. Um I'm
0: listening to them, like, you know what
1: I mean? Really? So, and and this is funny. Once again, I was, I like, my partner and I have, like, deep debates about a lot of these things. Because as we're trying to get better, mm-hmm. one of the models mm-hmm. that we have in the office is, like, it's not about who's right. It's about the right way. Right. So whenever we come in, we have, like, just deep debates. And we'll go into, like, a battle about nothing. Or some days it'll be about something that's really important. So one of the topics that we did talk about is, you know side hustle versus like a real business Mm -hmm. and the truth of the matter is a lot of people don't know that there's a difference right so there there's several tiers you know on the spectrum starting out from you know the base and the base i would say is like employment Mm -hmm. right that's I, i work for somebody else um i don't control uh The paycheck, but I control the amount of hours that I put into the company, which is maybe forty hours a week. Mm -hmm. Um, And then that paycheck comes from somewhere else. And then I go live my life outside of that, and maybe to disassociate um, time and work. Right. The one step above that is self-employment, right? Which is what I, which is what I would consider a side hustle, right? Because it's still time associated with it. Mm You're still doing a task that requires time, that requires a paid, like a, a form of check from somewhere. The only difference is, is that you don't report to somebody, you report to yourself.
2: Right.
1: But the pain that goes into it, I would actually say to, to be completely honest, right? I would actually say it's it's better to have an employment than it is to have like, you know, to than to be self-employed. Like, that's pain, that's painful. Yeah. Right. Because it's like you're working for yourself, you don't have any employees right? You're you're still associating your time with money being made. That means that if you stop working or if you stop doing anything, money does not get made. So therefore, time needs to be, you need to consistently be Mm -hmm. involved or doing stuff or going harder or going harder or going harder, right? And I would say that's tier one of business or just tier one in general. Right. I'd probably say tier two is a team, right? It's like you have a team around you, you're still at the helm. You're still doing a majority of the stuff, but you have a team around you. Right? And that team, those team members help you out, And but you're still the main reason that the com- company's propelling forward. I don't think you really get into a business until you're at the helm, but others are executing the vision, mm. right? Because then you're allowed to actually be the one in the visionary role, propelling the company forward in the vision and providing where the company needs to go because clarity is the most important thing. You're going to always hear me say that, right? Clarity, increase, you know, increase the clarity, decrease the amount of stress that you feel in your life. I'm going to say that nonstop (laughs) as the, as the person that's in the CEO role, you don't become a business until all you're focused on is clarity for the company. Just clarity. And then everybody execute upon those tasks because they believe in the vision and the clarity of it. Right. But so there's a broad spectrum now. We, told, we talked about being an employee, to being you know self-employed, to being the visionary with others executing and systems in place. So I normally am able I'm able to tell off the rip just based on, hey bro, like you know how many people work for you? Mm. And it's like, oh you know I'm nobody really works. for me. It's just myself. Okay, so you're self-employed. It's like no, I'm I have a business, bro. You don't, because if you if you stop right now. Is there, and then I'll follow up. Like, is there a system in place that if you go to bed right now, a dollar still generates? Mm-hmm. No. If you decide to not work today because you felt sick, or something was off, or you felt like you needed to take a day to yourself, is a dollar still generated? No. Then, bro, you don't have a business. That is. 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 is I would even go as far as to say it's that simple. That's a hard pill to swallow. It's t- it's tough. I, I've because I've, I've had these conv- I've had a lot of conversations. Like, hey, you know, I'm running my business. I'm, like, hey, <laughs> let's take a step back, mm-hmm. right? Because, but but what I want to say is that I don't want to just be disrespectful to the process, right? Right. The process requires some time for you to be self-employed, then team, mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. business. That's how I started. <laughs> Right. That's how 98% of businesses start. The issue is, is being aware of the fact that where you're starting and not being confused with where you're starting. That's the problem that I, I normally see a lot of people, because I work with some guys that are by themselves making like 200000 a year. Mm. And I'm like, all right, cool. That's, that's some good money, bro. Like, what do you do with your free time? And they'll laugh like, free time? I'm, <laughs> I don't have any free time. And I'm like, you just answer my question. You don't, ha- you don't have any free time. Yeah. Because you don't have any free time. How can you possibly progress forward? You're going to be capped at the 200,000. It's physically impossible. I, I it's, it's just not possible mm. to make a million, two, three, four, five, ten 10 without having a team around you. This is impossible. You're going to be capped at the max amount of time that you can put in for yourself. Right. And then I'll ask, like, okay, so you're making 200,000. Well, why don't you have an assistant? Why do I need an assistant for well, if you added an assistant, they'd actually do more of the work. It allow you to visionary, it'll put you in a predicament to make more money and now you could probably make four. Mm-hmm. And it's like, um, that doesn't really make any sense, but I'm like, oh, all right, like, <laughs> you know, but it's, there's stages to it. So it's trying to get that across that it's not bad to start a self-employment I, I, or self-employed. I wanna make that very clear. That's not a knock by any way. I started off as self-employed. I started off by having a team. Now I'm in a business and I'm, I've am progressed through the cycle of like, you know, the business, cause there's levels to being a small business as well that a lot of people don't know, right? It's zero to 250,000 is like the first marker. Then there's breaking a million. Then there's a million to five, which is like the black, it's like the black hole of businesses is a million to five million,
0: right? Mm-hmm. Then you, it's- you, you did say that, you did
1: tell me that. Yeah, then it's like, it's just a black hole, bro. It's very difficult in that region. <laughs> it's, it's a painful, it's a pay, painful region. And then there's, you know, there's, there's double digit, uh, double-digit M's and, and, and those higher levels before you even break into being a mid-sized business, bro. Do you know, uh, to be a mid-sized bro, you need like 35 to 40 million to be considered a mid-sized business. <laughs> that's tough. That's a hard pill to swallow, but is it, these are the metrics. So the more we arm ourselves with understanding where we fit into the metric, right? then that's the win. Cause, um, my, my partner actually told me this one time, I, I don't want to butcher his quote. Um, what'd he say? Uh, uh, he was like, uh, if you don't have time, you're not rich. Having money with no time is just being a poor person with dollars. I, like it. I was it's like, yo, that was tough. That was a bar. I should've had him say, I should've had him say, it. Yeah. but it was, it was such a bar though, just in general, because it's, that's the truth of the matter is, is like, you're working hard for what if you yeah. don't have systems in place and organizations in place and, and things in place. So. I think that was a long way to answer that question. No, no, but I get no, so, true. I get so fueled about it. It's like,
0: and, and very insightful because, like, I've, I've, even, even me at my stage, I've gotten better at kind of, uh, like, you know, when I, when I help people with their business, I've gotten better at just kind of picking out like really, really glaring deficiencies on what they're doing, right? If I'm talking to somebody and, like, right, so, like, what's your business? Oh, I customize sneakers. I'm like, oh like, you hand-customizing like every sneaker, yeah, I'm just like, oh. You're done. Right? You, you, You're you done. Said, yeah. But, <laughs> I, like, I didn't start off just knowing that that would be a problem. Like, I do I, yeah. I, experiments through, like, our t-shirt printing business, right? So mm-hmm. if, you know, we uh, we run a sale and we get completely swamped and it's only four of us here to press shirts and we only have a system that... Uh, and like when we first started out, one order took like five minutes. You know what I mean? Now it's really mm-hmm. like, it takes like seven seconds now. But if we got swamped, the bottlenecking that from orders to getting them out to making, like it was to the point we we did not like getting more orders at one point because we had so many. And mm-hmm. I think if your business cannot take more orders, then what the hell are you in business for? You know what I mean?
1: Then what's the point? What's the point? Like, <laughs> <laughs> so that's I'll be having to try to break individuals of that because my recommendation. So I have a model too, right? So I have like these business tenants that I kind of live by, right? So the first one is that your first hire should be efficiency. That's like your first hire should be efficiency, right? Because if you're not efficient, if you're if you're not consistent, if you're not these things, then you don't have anybody. You don't have a system to bring anyone into.
2: Right.
1: The next thing should be an assistant. Right, then you should be systemizing a way to replace yourself. That's the real key. A lot of people is like, "Nah, I gotta do it. I'm the only one." Uh, imagine how egotistical that is.
0: No, bro. Listen, listen I don't. You know what's crazy? I don't think it's
1: egotistical. I think it's just
0: like when you start off, you feel like the the business is your baby, and like you are the only one that knows how to do something. Right, so. So last week when you talked about like recording yourself and how you do a task and then just send it off, that was brilliant. It seems like <laughs> like a no brainer. But I had such a problem with just kind of letting things go. Like, okay, I edit my videos this way or I do this yeah. this way. And my pops was like, You gotta let that go. Because <laughs> want we to do other stuff. And it was like, You're right. You're right.
1: So I I, I I can I can see
0: that. Yeah, so like my like, Starting out, <laughs> starting out. I, but when you what you just described was somebody making two hundred thousand and wanting to do everything themselves. That's mm. I think that there's something to that. You know what I mean? Like, like imagine
1: how painful that is.
0: There is definitely something to that for sure.
1: I just so whenever I do so whenever I start uh, businesses up, like we had uh, an example the other day where, um, speaking to one of our uh, one of our buddies, and they were like, "Hey, bro, like why aren't you at the restaurant?" And I was like, why, why, well, why would I be at the restaurant? Hmm. He was like, well, it's your business. Like, why aren't you there? And I was like, bro, that's what you, what you hire people for specifically.
2: Yeah.
1: Like, they, they fill those. Were, and it was it was almost, it was, I didn't understand it. I was like, why would he even be asking me that? I was confused by it. Mm-hmm. But it didn't dawn on me that, like, that kind of makes sense. From, from your standpoint or from his standpoint, it's, well, this is my baby. I've started this. Why would I not be there to nurture it? Right.
2: Right.
1: Well, but the truth is, is that. Being there to nurture it is actually why most businesses die because you're not able to allow people who want to do, who want to be a part of it, right? Who want to be a part of it. Our managers want to be there. Mm -hmm. They want to be engaged. They want to run the marketing. They want to do their job. And you being there literally just stifles their ability to perform and do the things that they want to do. You're you're actually hurting the business. Mm -hmm. So now there's difference between, and that comes back to the clarity that I spoke about earlier, right? the more clear you make the vision, the more they're able to execute it without you there. But if you're just saying, hey, you know, I want you to run the company. It's very vague. Like, what do you want me to do? Like, where, where are we going? Like, what are the metrics that we're trying to... So once you put those things in front of people and it's like, here, this is what you need to do. This one I want to execute it by, this is how I want to execute it. Mm. How you execute it now, it's on you. I'll, I'll give you some creative freedom in that. I'll. I, my end goal is this, the starting point is here. These are my non-negotiables in the middle. Everything else is on you. It's like, how much more empowering is that to come into work and be like, oh, you know, my boss isn't really a jerk. He actually, when I have an idea, he actually really listens to me. It just makes you want to be there longer. It makes you want to do more for the company. So that's why I always talk about like replacing yourself because replacing yourself allows you to do more. That's That's that next phase of like, all right, well, I'm capped at two hundred thousand, well, how do you get to a million? Well, you need five of you, and now it's like, okay, <laughs> i need I need five of me doing the same thing that I'm doing at scale. that's how you get to I need five of me and how do you do that is actually train, you actually take those steps, you actually put the pain in up front to do it, so that's where once again like i I always have a soft spot in my heart for um you know the new entrepreneur trying to branch out on their own uh, because it, it's a tough time man. it's a tough world. It's a very lonely place. Um, I have a deep seated like want to help, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because it's not a lot of people willing to even help. You know, but I had several conversations. There's different metrics. Like I mean, my mentor when I started a business, he was like Andre, how much do you make a month? And at that time, I was like, yo, like, I'm making like six thousand a month. Mm. I said it mad confident. He was like, oh. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, well, why the all? Oh, he was like, bro, until you make 40000 a month, you can't consider yourself a businessman. Get out of my face. And he was playing around, but he was dead serious at the same time. He was—he didn't mean get out of his face, but he was like, yo, bro, like, you know, there's really levels. There's levels to it, and you shouldn't be afraid of those levels. That's why you will hear me. I, I'll, I'll talk. I'm going to talk big numbers on this podcast, um, on, 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 on the show. I'm going to talk big numbers.
0: And I want people to like to to, to understand. i want people to like to really like understand like you're really running you know yeah how many businesses do you have
1: yeah. i well, i'm gonna keep it on i lost it so there's i have the restaurant i have the real estate company mortgages um we're starting this up i'm about to get my courses rolling um it's like and then i have um the government contracting company that we just were getting ready to launch out so it's like six or seven businesses yeah with like several different investment funds that i'm in yeah, I'm 28, bro. Like, <laughs> so like,
0: so like some people might see it as like bragging and something like that, but like I really want you to understand. I really want people to understand that it, first of all, this definitely didn't happen overnight. And oh, not at all. Like, Learn from a lot of the like the, the best business minds in the world to help you get to this point. And uh, I'm 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 definitely I'm 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 a student. I'm one of your friends, but I'm definitely a student. So. And this, that's why, like, I really am passionate about this, uh, this show
1: right here. You know, it's funny, bro. We, we had a reflection data of the other day. So, uh, my partner and I tend to just take days to just reflect and talk and like reflect, it's important to like reflect on the journey and like see how far you came, but I was in the, I was a Marine Corps officer. I told you before in the last show, the aviation supply officer in charge of, as well as like continuous process improvement, which is basically systems. I just built systems for the Marine Corps. And I was showing up to work at 6 a.m. I mean, like, and I had to wear my Marine Corps uniform. Right. And it'd be 11 59. I'm looking at the clock because you get a two hour lunch break mm-hmm. in, in, our, in our business because it's so taxing mentally. They give you a two hour lunch break to like really decompress. And on that two hour lunch break, bro, for three and a half years, bro, I was sprinting, taking it off, throwing a suit on. Driving 20 minutes to a different location and logging an hour and a half then driving back for three and a half years until I just got out. You get me? So I always want to make that point as well as like, Malk is right that none of this happened overnight. I want to make that very clear. A lot of pain has gone into Malk's business, a lot of pain has gone into mine. Um, and we're gonna continue to. That's why we're we're not here to sugarcoat any of this. If you think this is a show that's telling you, oh, entrepreneurship is awesome, yeah. You know, like, awesome.
0: <laughs> I have such a problem, such a problem. And this is from me taking my lumps, right? I have such a problem with the way entrepreneurship is sold to our community, and that's why the side hustle versus business question is so important because a lot of the times, what's promoted as entrepreneurship, you just literally. Tr- uh, telling people to trade in their job, which is a, a safe, stable job, into something that could really, like, really break them down financially and mentally, because you're going to be working way harder than that nine-to-five job. Especially which you, it, whatever you're, you're promoting, is a side hustle. You know what I'm saying? And exactly. It really irks me. Like when you were earlier, when you were talking about the race to the bottom, and uh, there are you know youtube ads that talk about like you know amazon amazon marketing and amazon that like commodities and things like that when it's just like the lowest price wins but you 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 it's a, you're running on the you running on the rat, running, rat wheel be like it's, I mean, <laughs> it's frustrating the word and, I, and the thing is like, I wouldn't have known this if i did not
1: if i didn't you know experience these things myself you know what i mean mm-hmm. Because it's like and, 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 you know, running back and I always talk about your journey. I'm so proud of your journey, bro. Yeah. Like, I, I always want to give an opportunity to plug your journey, because coming from how far you have came with the inten- intensity and you're not slowing down at all. In fact, you're, you're really now kicking it into another gear yeah. Yeah. that's that, you know, wasn't even, you know, available a year or two ago. It's like it's people yeah. forget that you've been, you've been doing this for four to five. It's been like how long? It's been like three or five, three to five years, right? Yeah, it's I'm been losing five it
2: five
1: years. Five years, yeah. been five, my job five I quit years, my, bro. I quit my job three years ago, but yeah, it's been five. years. You're <laughs> five five years, bro. Imagine how crazy that is, yeah. and how fast the time has gone. But now you look back and it's like, oh, that time actually wasn't that long ago. It was just the, just the other day. Yo, listen, but people don't, don't understand really that gap. You know, listen. I don't look. I, I really don't. I usually don't
0: regret things, but I look back on the five years, and I like if I had known then what I've known now, my goodness, man. Like, but you know, the journey is the journey, and I feel like it was necessary because, uh, you know, and this we'll explore this in in later episodes. But like everything we've done just taught us something better for the next thing we we've gone and attacked, and it's it really was useful, you know what I mean? Like, no, like it's none of it is a loss, all of it is a lesson. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. But I do I do want to piggyback off that and say that the goal should never be don't misunderstand what Malcolm is saying, right? He's not saying that you should go out and learn in blood. Oh no he's just saying that his experience was in blood. (laughs) My experience was in blood. Right. But that's why we bring in the show to you guys now because you don't have to learn in blood. It's like, you don't, you don't have to go through it at all. There's so much pain that you can avoid. Mm -hmm. Now, entrepreneurship is inevitable. Business is inevitable. You're Mm -hmm. going to experience pain. That's not, that's not, you know, we're not saying that, you know, we can hide and shelter you from all of it. But what we're saying is that we can help you have some foresight because I will say, yes, we logged those hours for three and a half years. But, and my my partner always referenced this as, as, as my greatest sales pitch. You know, when we started our business, I did have the foresight of business in terms of like that there's tears. Mm-hmm. I did have that. So when we came in, you know, our original goal was like, yeah, man, you know, we could each make an extra $15,000. That'd be awesome. Right. And it was like, <laughs> i never forget it. We were sitting down and I'm like, hey bro, I was just, you know, just, just putting it out there. <laughs> you know, what if we just didn't take any profits? And we just stayed in the Marine Corps and we just focused on allowing that to compound, allowing not only that, but think about how crazy this is, allowing me to have all complete autonomy of the money. <laughs> <laughs> and then like, but at the end of this three years, I can promise you that we'll have assets, we'll have locations, we'll have this, we'll have that, we'll be able to have employees, we'll have X, Y, and Z, because we're going to cut the time because we don't need to feed ourselves. Right. The 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 main problem with businesses that start out is you need to feed yourself. So that cuts, you know, if you're making a hundred thousand, but you got to feed yourself 80, right? Then you only have 20 to grow. But if you're making a hundred thousand and all one hundred thousand can go towards growing, imagine how fast you can yeah. imagine how fast you can you can grow. So we cut our the average time to get to the point that we're at in the different business models that we're at is 15 years, bro. We did it in three. 15 years is the average time to get to exactly where we're at 15 years of continuous pain backlog, 15 years. And we did it in three years. And I'm like, this was the point I was trying to make right. granted. I have an awesome business partner as a brother and it makes it a lot easier when, when you, when they're on the same page as you, when they're on the same wavelength. So that wasn't, he always jokes that that was the hardest sales pitch, but it wasn't that difficult, mm-hmm. he was a very logical dude that made sense to him. So we rolled right. But having that foresight up front guys i need you guys to understand that there are tears and you could save yourself pain by understanding that the tears are there for you to progress through them never to stay stagnant
0: definitely so yo uh, are you are you reading are you currently reading anything right now
1: so the last the last i'm actually reading so you know our our, our favorite <laughs> our favorite author uh, just came out with you know his courage uh, the new book courage, so I'm definitely reading you know Ryan Holiday per usual, um, but I'm also starting to I'm I'm trying to decide which direction I want to go into in terms of reading. Okay. I've read so many business books yeah. that I think I'm at a, I think I'm at a point mentally that I'm starting to try to transition. So there is um, one book I think it's called uh, I just ordered it. Uh, I kind of suck right now. It's, it's like a three pack, um, but it was like becoming supernatural. I think. Oh, is, yeah, a, good. yeah, just because like I'm focused more on I'm realizing how important mindset is. I've realized that for yeah. a long time, but I've never studied it. I've just always like meditated and focused for myself. But now I want to actually study it, um, and, and utilize those things to better service my clients, better service my employees, and better yeah. better serve them and understand more that I can do for them. So, um, becoming supernatural is probably going to be my next read, and then I'm currently reading, you know, the goat. Uh, Ryan Holiday. That was Curry just called Ryan Holiday. That's what I'm reading right now. I also just
0: finished reading. It's a book. It's a fairly short read. It's called Business Made Simple by Donald Miller. And he also you said Business wrote, Made Simple. Yeah, he also wrote um, a Story Brand. Uh, that
1: you. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Got you. Yes, he wrote that. Yes. As
0: well. He wrote that as yeah. well So, Business Made Simple by Donald Donald Miller. Really good book. And he kind of just, again, uh, some of these uh, concepts that we talked about, he kind of just breaks them down into small bite-sized pieces so people can, uh, you know, grasp them and understand them. I only wanted to read it because I I still I'm, i still am still at that point where I really enjoy business books, like the, the boring business books, you know what I mean? The ones yeah. that don't have the sexy name and are not by. The the flamboyant CEO and things like that. Like we're
1: we talking about the textbooks. Yes, yes.
0: <laughs> because like, you know, the more I learn in the better. But I do see what you're saying because I've now leaned more, I've am now leaning some of my reading towards uh books about like the mindset, uh productivity, stuff like that. Where it's not directly towards a business per se, but it'll help you long term. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
1: I'm starting to realize it, it's it's one big picture that needs to be tied together. It can't just be one piece.
0: Yeah, you have to become the person that runs the business, not just you know mm-hmm. good at this business. You have to like really become that and be engrossed in that. And
1: I, I truly believe it. You know what I mean? And that's where like because so I had another I had one combo, um I forgot his name, man. He hit me up on Instagram. I feel bad, but either way, yeah, hit me up and he was like, Hey, you know. I want to start a business, but I don't have... He was telling me about the business he wanted to start. I think he was talking about um, like starting like a home care business mm-hmm. and he's like, but I have no business knowledge in the home care sector. And I was like, see, that's where you're wrong at. You don't need to have experience in the home care sector. You need to have business experience because businesses all boiled down to the same thing. Every single business can be ran off the same principles. Right. What are the cogs in the business or cost of goods sold in the business? Are there any, what are my expenses in this business and who needs to get it done? Right. So he wants to start home care. I'm like, Hey man, do you need to have a nurse's license or can you hire a nurse? Right. Right. Well, I want to hire a nurse, but I don't have any money. Okay. That's awesome. Still go talk to them. Yeah. Right. I I know it sucks. You don't have any money. That's cool. Have you even talked to a nurse? Hmm. What if the nurse is just willing to do it for 3% of the company? And, and then you guys build it up together. We start going through the whole thing. And he's like, oh man, I got, I could probably start tomorrow. And I'm like, you, you can, bro. <laughs> like, it, you know, it, because all business ideas stem from the same thing. And, you know, sometimes I come off as like, it, it's simple, but it's it's really not. My, my goal is to get people to really believe in themselves in, in, in terms of business is a mathematical equation. Once we can get business into a into a mathematical setup, it is how do I get from point A to point B? There is a formula that that's not made up. That's not far fetched. There is a formula to business. There is a setup. There is a sale. There's her marketing. There's a strategy. There's an organization. And once you piece all of those things into the equation, it comes out on the other side, equaling money. Got right. <laughs> so as 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 we could piece those together, starting to realize that the importance of the mindset is one of those pieces. That needs to be in there because if you believe you can't do something, then you can't do it. Facts. Facts.
0: (laughs) So, guys, with that being said, um, my name is Malcolm Bowser. This is Andre Trust. This is The Real Revenue Show. Don't forget to add us on Instagram and Twitter. Our information is in the
2: description below. And we'll see you guys next week. Peace.